is August 6, 2009. You may have been expecting our official 100th episode, but Jason is on vacation. He's fled the country to Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> is he on vacation or is he fleeing authorities? He's surrounded by his usual usual uh, complement of uh, whores and cocaine. <laughs> yeah, and then tequila. <laughs> fine, fine tequila. Yes. But that gives you just that much more time to send in your well wishes for our 100th episode, which we will be recording next week on the 13th. Some people have already submitted some things, some which were painful for us to read or listen to. <laughs> Others were great. Well, some people have bad lives and they have to take it out on someone else that they consider That's right. They underestimate our power. Our powers. We know who you are. <laughs> That's right. So if, if, you're, if you're listening to this now, there's still time. Please... Feel free to send us anything you can come up with for episode 100. Be it a rant or a, or a thanks for thanks for being there for 100 episodes, guys. Or a, you never delivered on this promise type thing like Julian sent. Or, or a limerick. Or a limerick or a catchy song that you wrote about us or for us or totally unrelated to us, but you still would like us to play, which we might not do if it doesn't mention us or is about us. And we're sure you will not be a repeat of episode 50. Yes, we lost three quarters of our user base with episode 50, and we don't want that to happen again. Our big hope is that episode 100 will reconcile our our, our, our grievances with China, and we will at last be allowed to be heard there again. Yeah, and we didn't want to leave you without anything this week, so that's why we're giving you a condensed Channel Massive episode where we focus on the coolest news from this week. This is like Campbell's soup without adding water. Yeah, powdery but still nutritious. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> get into the latest MMO news from last week. First up, we have some Champions Online tidbits that are official. Yeah, um, <laughs> Massively is reporting, and, and you can also see this on the Champions Online website, but it looks like they're slowly revealing the full power sets that will be in the, in the released game. Apparently in the beta we're, we're dealing with some, some missing or some limited implementations of the power sets, but they started out with the electricity set on their website and went into detail on, on that, then moved into the fi- the fire set, the power armor, force power set, and they're just kind of working through the whole thing. There's a lot. I remember there was like about 12 or 16, weren't there? Yeah, I mean, it's much more... When you when you first create a character with, with Champions Online, it, to me, is a little more daunting than it was with um, City of Heroes. So many choices. Where, where with City of Heroes, you were just like, Archetypes. you know... Yeah, and then you then you finally got to, when you got to the character create you choose your you know your like your primary and secondary power sets, and then you get into the character creation, and that's where you spend most of your time. Of your time, you know. Yeah. But with Champions Online, you're kind of like, well, I don't know, do I want to be, you know, an electricity guy? But you later find out that that doesn't even really limit you. It's just your primary power set, but you can kind of customize as you see fit. But anyway, they're they're going into uh, some detail, and it's good reading. So. Either head on over to Massively for the uh, Summary. story on it, or go to the Champions Online website and start working through it if you're interested in that game. Champions Online also made an announcement about some early subscriber perks. If you choose to spend $200 for a lifetime subscription 
Or if you are more reasonable and only want to spend $60, which, granted, that's like a third of a lifetime subscription, $60 for a six-month subscription, you'll get some perks. If you're one of the first subscribers of the game, I'm not sure what the limits are, if, if they're going to cut off this window after one month of operation. But the perks are pretty neat and almost tempting enough to make you want sign up at least for a six-month subscription even if you didn't like it in the beta. <laughs> not not that anyone here at this no. table would be. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the details of what these perks are. If you get a lifetime subscription, you get a retro future costume set, an in-game action figure based on the Fox Bat champion's character, which is that really goofy looking character that looks like so poorly designed, looks like he's got like a, a ping pong ball shooting gun. As an old um champions player, it's like why not Mechanon or Mechanon or whatever his yeah. name is, or one of the one of the more iconic characters. Just, I know Fox Bat's like one of them, but Yeah, I don't know. I, he he just Fox always Bat? sticks out as a sore thumb of character art for me because I say I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, that's yeah. a real character? Is that the one the intern came up with? Where yeah, did no that kidding. come from? I really want to break into You them. also get an Art Deco outfit set. <laughs> Ooh, that would be cool. And the biggest carrot of all, the one that just makes me want to bite my nails off, is that if you sign up for a lifetime subscription, you'll get access to Star Trek Online. That's Cryptic Studios' next big MMO, which is com- supposed to come out by April of next year. You get access to the closed beta test, as well as an in-game Star Trek Mirror Universe outfit within Star Trek Online. Man, that's a pretty cool perk. That's really, really tempting. Now, you have to think about it, because the game's going to cost 50 bucks by itself, and then you have to pay, spend another 60 bucks to at least go the six-month route, and, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. What's the difference if you don't go for the lifetime subscription for $200? Let's say you only want to spend $60 for six months. What's cool is you still get that Star Trek Online closed beta access, but you don't get all the extra quite all the extra things that are rambled off. You will get the Art Deco costume set and beta access to Star Trek Online, but you don't get the Fox Bat figure, you don't get the Retro Future costume set, and you don't get the Mirror Universe outfit in Star Trek Online. But really, I don't care. I just want to play that game because it sounds so neat. Star Trek Online, that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's like, do you want to spend, is it worth spending $110 to play the game a couple months early? I don't know. But then who knows? Star Trek Online could be delayed from April until November. And you'd still be able to play that closed beta. Then the open, the closed beta always includes open beta access, so you'd have all right. all phases of the beta. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Are you planning on getting Champions, Mark? Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't. As a, for, for one thing, I'm a fanboy of, of, an original of, champion City, of Heroes, City of Heroes. But as a guy who actually played the pen and paper Champions game, yeah. you know, so many hours logged playing that. Just so many characters I created, and yeah, I think that's the same reason a lot of us want to play Star Trek and Star Wars online. Is yeah, because we just love and, those worlds so much. And coupled with this offer, I mean, I'm definitely at least doing the six month thing, and the the the, the lifetime one, I'm going to have to sit, sit down and really think about because that's a lot of. You have to oh. ask yourself if you're going to be subscribed to it for at least a year and a half. It makes sense to pay the lifetime subscription, right? But does the game succeed? Does it get shut down within a year and a half? You don't know. We don't know how this is going to stack up against I mean, City of Heroes and when DC Universe comes out. With announcements like, you know, the Matrix Online being killed, you know, we all saw... I was an Asheron's Call 2 player. 
a max level Asheron's called two player, I might add. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, it's sad when your game goes. And, yeah. and we've seen a lot lately. Because it's yeah. not like a game that you purchase and you don't have to subscribe to where you can come back to it whenever you want to because you've got the disc and you can just start. Yeah. It's like once the game world's gone, the game is gone. Yeah. The money you invested, the time you invested. <laughs> it's just like this crazy nostalgic thing at that point. Like, ah, oh, my box, my, my collector's edition box for... Champions Online with this lifetime subscription that only made it for eight months or whatever. You know, not that it would. Not yeah, that by yeah, any means yeah. it would. And as we know, these games, you know, they tend to kind of blossom after they launch as far mm-hmm. as stability features, you know. So and Cryptic's got its work cut out for it. Can it launch Champions Online, Champions Online and continue to give it the polish it will definitely need during its first year as well as simultaneously launching what I consider is even bigger Star Trek Online with totally different game mechanics, a totally different world, a just totally different concepts. I mean, yeah. Champions Online is a lot like City of Heroes. They've got that framework laid out. Yeah. They're doing something totally different with Star Trek Online. Can they juggle them both at the same time? It's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, and the priority, as you kind of alluded to, would have to go to Star Trek Online because the IP, if you put the two IPs on a scale and you had that scale at Comic-Con, it would still incredibly on the Star Trek online side. Oh, definitely. I mean, that IP is just gigantic. I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings size, you know? I yeah, mean, yeah. There's just no no comparison. So that's going to have to become, you know, their their mainstay. And so. Especially after the movie did good. Could you imagine? It would probably be different if the movie had sucked and flopped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that would have sucked a lot of The movie's sales. kind of reinvigorated the, the, Gosh, the base, as the politicians would say. <laughs> the base will come out and vote. And I bet you that a lot of people will will go for Star Trek Online. I mean, maybe it'll actually bring in some new MMOers, you know, much like some of the other games have done. So and then Star Wars will crush them all. And then Star Star Wars will come out, and <laughs> and I'll surely play it for three weeks and switch over to WoW. But <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Warcraft, your favorite, my 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 favorite game of all, has finally released patch three point two. Call of the Crusade. Call of the Crusade, which has a whole bunch of stuff in it about PvP, including a whole new battleground, um, and experience for battlegrounds, which we've kind of covered. There's a there's a really good write up for this um, on at, at WorldOfWarcraft.com. Um, you you can kind of go and check out the whole Call of the Crusade patch 3.2 notes. Um, th- things that I found to be most exciting were the new the new battleground. It sounds pretty damn cool. There's a, there's a lot of different things about it, like you know it's got the typical control points things going on, but some of the some of the details as I try to pull it up here to speak to it. Well, <laughs> and the, and the, is it the first one that allows forty versus forty? I don't. I think it's not, but I think I'm trying to remember what's. You know, I'm not a big World of Warcraft battlegrounder yet, but I yeah. think this might be the turning point. Are you still subscribed? And oh, I, yeah, I st- I'm installed up to date, all set, even on the new rig. <laughs> I have to do it. There's all these capture locations, the oil derrick, the cobalt mine, the docks, the airship hangar, the siege workshop, the graveyards. Then there's all this, like, battlefield-like stuff. Like, you can come in on a parachute, and you can, you know, there's That's just cool. all these different weapons that you can be shooting cannons and stuff like that, so... It sounds like, like something from Unreal. Yeah, it it does. You know, it reminds me of like you know like Battlefield comes to World of Warcraft. Yeah, and then the forty by forty should just be pure mayhem, Total chaos. 
Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Of course, the experience for the battle battlegrounds is is interesting. It sounds like they're gonna you know try to make sure that you get slightly less experience for doing for leveling through the battlegrounds as you would if you were outside. Mm-hmm. Um, which there's this just crazy curve for experience now up through level sixty. So I don't know that you would even notice you know the difference at this point. I I logged in and the one thing that I had read in some of the earlier. Um, comments from the developers about this was they had planned on implementing the queue from anywhere system that war has and I can't find it so I don't think that's in there and I looked through the patch notes and I haven't found that yet so that would definitely uh, be up there in the highlights if they had but reading one of the one of the developer um, blog posts on this it, it sounds like what they're doing is they're just revamping PvP as best they can so this is kind of like the kickoff I guess the kickoff was when they started to make it so you could have different, you know, armor sets and different um, builds. You know, you could have two at the same time. And and I guess the armor set, the two different armor sets is fully realized in this. So you can kind of switch your gear and your build between two things, which is great. Because, like, for a warrior, being a protection warrior in a battleground isn't, like... A, my cup of tea. <laughs> it's like, I can take all the damage in the world, you know, but mm-hmm. nobody's going to hit me. They're going to run right past me, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're not They're not dumb they're not bosses that are tauntable. They're just like, you know, you'd have to have some really creative taunting. Like, you're, you know, I saw you last night, <laughs> EDOS 14, and you were, you know, you were making love to a goat up on uh, the plains of such and such. You Come know. on, bring it out. Yeah, and I don't think anyone can type fast enough in, in that fr- at that frenetic pace. But, <laughs> but you know, you can switch to, like, an arms warrior or something with gear now. So I think it makes PvP a little more viable. But it sounds like they're going to just continue to work to try to make PvP not broken, which it has been in World of Warcraft essentially since launch. Not broken, but maybe severely damaged. You know, not as good as could be. not as good as war, as uh, Warhammer, I think, as far as the, the people. Now, there's other MMOs out there that think they could, or the, or they're the little MMOs that could think again, <laughs> <laughs> such as Turbines, Dungeons and Dragons Online, the MMO that should have probably gone away, but continues to get better. <laughs> yeah. So everybody has been looking forward to well. People who are enthusiastic about DDO Online, or maybe people who are lukewarm about DDO Online, were at least going to check it out when it was going to become free to play. I know. Supposedly today it was supposed to become free to play. Several bloggers even said that, like they were like, you know, I'm kind of in between games. I think I'll try DDO when it becomes free, like DDO Universe or whatever. Well, it looks like they're going to have to wait another month and three days because it's not going to be launching today for free. It's going to be launching for free. It's free to play update will be on September 9th. Oh, how sad. So, to quote Turbine Executive Producer Fernando Pais, he says, While we are very pleased with the performance of the game and are excited about the response from the players, we are committed to delivering a high-quality experience. We feel that more time is needed to deliver on this commitment. As a result, we are delaying our launch to ensure that we can support the massive increase in players that we are expecting and deliver them a free-to-play experience like none other. Take like that maple other. story. Oh, you're going down. Take that free realms. There's, I bet there's going to be go-kart racing in DDO online. 
Oh man, that would be awesome! <laughs> With like a, a saving throw for if your like car went off the track. Yeah. Oh no, you don't have special defense against you car off track. Only polymorph doing magical recipes over on the side of the track, giving you special boosts to your cart. Oh, that's insane! Swirling their mouse around. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it did, the 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 post the, or the what he wrote doesn't make any sense because it's like an established game already. It's not like a new game. I mean, I, I, what could they possibly be changing? I mean, the only thing I can think is server capacity, right? I mean, that's the only thing that makes that's the sense. One thing he alluded to, it's like, yeah, we're currently down to half a server. We we might have to bump it up to one and a yeah. half. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of like whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you going to check that out when it goes free to play? Um, did you play it before? I did. I have played it. I've played it twice. Like once, right after it launched. Or no, I played it once in beta, and I played it a bit after it launched, and I didn't work for you. It wasn't my cup of tea, even though I, you know, I love Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. played like, like all those gold box games and some of the, um, like Dark Sun and all that stuff, you know, I, and oh, of course, you know, um, what the hell, the, you know, the, I, I just can't get enough of it, but the the MMO just failed, didn't huh? hit for me, although that, you know, arguably or. You know, that was a long time ago. So, it's come a long way from what I've heard. It's Turbine made Lord of the Rings Online, didn't it? Yep. And, and Asheron's Call. And Asheron's they did Call a too. really great job with those other ones. It's surprising the DDO... Well, this was, was their first... For them. This was the first um, non-Turbine non, uh, IP that they had to roll with. So, yeah. maybe it was a learning experience. And then they chose, like... There's, like, all these different... You know, there's Dungeons & Dragons, and then there's different campaign settings for it mm-hmm. right so there's there's the, the whole dragon lance one elf quest there's <laughs> yeah there's the one I, I can't think remember the name of the ones that most of the games are set in and then there's this crazy ass weird one and they chose the crazy ass weird one like the two <laughs> most compelling ones that there are you know have like just rich story and and you know I mean, those Dragonlance books were, like, such a shock because they didn't suck and they were actually really good. You know, they could have chosen some really a cool campaign setting, but instead they, they went with this new one that's kind of, like, I don't know, iffy to me. No, nothing in it makes you just go, oh, yeah, I, re- I remember being here on the Keep on the Borderlands module or whatever. It's, it's more like, the fuck, it's all in a city. Everything <laughs> takes place in a city. Wow, that sounds like let's see, Anarchy Online was like that, wasn't it? Wasn't a Matrix? Yeah, it's like epic in scale. No, not so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So anyway, and we beat that to death. But our check last it out piece of news in is about one month and three days. Another MMO that's coming up at some that point. Two of us are excited about. Yeah, two of us. Two out of three people are excited about this <laughs> MMO, <laughs> and that is the Agency, which is coming from. Sony Online Entertainment's Seattle studio. Well, it turns out that three of the major folks over there quit in July to form another studio, to form a brand new studio called Detonator Games. And that is studio director and executive producer Matt Wilson, art director Corey Dangle, and producer John Smith. Definitely some of the head honchos that were definitely involved with the design and the conceptualization yeah. of the agency they've left 
And not only have they left to make another company, they're making a company that makes games for like Facebook and social networking, which makes me want to barf because I think they would be more brilliant than that. <laughs> but I, maybe they think that's where the money is. The oh, rumor mill around it, though, is, let's see, to quote a story from gamesindustry.biz, sources in the Seattle game development community have suggested that the game will now undergo an extensive rethink and may be delayed beyond its current projected 2010 release date. However, SOE proper flatly denied this, telling Eurogamer, the agency is not undergoing a reboot of any sorts. That is incorrect. The team in Seattle is still working diligently on this project, and we're looking forward to showing you new content in the future. Well, with this gap in leadership, it seems like a perfect place to in- inject Brad McQuaid. <laughs> well, the the rumor, it, I can see where that rumor would come from, because why else would the heads of the company that were responsible for a lot of the foundation of this game, why would they abruptly leave in the middle of a game that doesn't even have a real release window yet, yeah. yet has been in development since 2005? Some kind of shakeups going on. When I went to E3, the agency was only there in video form, and then they had some model. You couldn't play anything. You could play yeah. DC Universe, but you couldn't, which I don't think has been in development as long as agency has. I Maybe don't think so either. But you couldn't play agency, and it, it suggests that something's up. And that bums me out because the promotional videos that I've seen for the oh, game great. sound so cool. The idea and of the recruiting operatives and that you can play different styles. It just you can have really like cool. minions and yeah. stuff. And... So it looks like for now... We can definitely count on the RPG coming to 360 called Alpha Protocol, which will actually produce reproduce a lot of those same gameplay experiences in a single-player RPG format. As for what's going to happen with Agency, I don't know. I hope that it still delivers what it's been talking about, and I hope it doesn't get delayed until like 2011 and become a, another Pirates of the Burning Sea disappointment. <laughs> We've and spent so much time on the water. As for that questionable detonator games that Mr. Wilson, Dangel, and, and Smith went on to. Well, I wish them luck, but I probably won't be checking those games out. Yeah. I I hate I hate social networking games. Which is sad. I'm a yeah. gamer. I'm a true gamer, and I can't stand them. A guy at work was talking about vampires on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, God, I hate that game. It's so stupid. One of my connections slash friends, real friends, on Facebook is way too engrossed in that obnoxious Mafia Warrior games oh, yeah. to be healthy. Whenever I sign in, there's like 10 to 20 status messages of things that he's done and experience he's earned and things that he can give me. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, this is not a game. It's just some... It reminds me a lot of... It's like pre-MUD RPG. Yeah, you it's... make some decisions and based off some text and... Then you get rewarded for really not doing anything. It's Zork. It's yeah. terrible. It's I. I just I don't I don't like them. They're not. I don't get the appeal. They don't. They don't hook me. They don't. I can't like see myself like going. Oh, now is my time. I got some free time. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna play vampires on Facebook yeah. or Mafia <laughs> Wars or, or, or yeah. It, so. The concepts are cool. I, I mean, I definitely would check out a full game that was based around those concepts. Yeah, but not a. But I Weird, checked these out on Facebook. Like, thing. Yeah, I I don't think so. Listeners, if there's any, if there are any of you out there who are really into these Facebook RPGs, please sorts, explain to us. Yeah, please defend it for us because we don't get it. Send it into mail at channelmassive.com. But we're not done with our little mini cast. We've got some more news coming up for you in the form of console and bizarre news.
two stories for you over in console land. The first one that I wanted to hit was is about a game that you've heard us talk about before in Channel Massive because we love shooting zombies and that's Left 4 Dead. Previously, when we last talked about Left 4 Dead, it was about the big crisis and internet wine fest that <laughs> Valve was releasing a sequel to a game within one year going to charge full price for it instead of announcing all of some this free content that people typical Americans think that they're entitled to because that is the legacy of Valve and Valve Freaking Americans years to make sequels and it's totally wrong <laughs> well finally the first real substantial update to Left 4 Dead the original Left 4 Dead has been announced and it's going to be coming out next month in September there's of course some catches and details to this and I'm calling it the first real update because, yes, we know that a survival mode was released on 360 and PC in the spring of this year, but that was just kind of like a side mode. It wasn't additional levels in the traditional sense of the game that that the game is primarily based around. What this is, it's called Crash Course, and it has its own movie poster like the previous scenarios in Left 4 Dead. What it's What's really cool is that it bridges the first scenario, No Mercy, where you're getting to the hotel, I'm sorry, the hospital, it bridges that scenario. What happens after that scenario, which is you leave on a helicopter from the roof of the hospital to the next scenario, which I think is death toll. I can't remember. I think it's death. Yeah. Death toll. No mercy and death toll maps. And death tolls when you start out, I think in the forest and you're trying to get to a toll boat. Um, What in the original design of the game, when you get into the helicopter, it turns out the guy in the helicopter is supposed to be infected and the helicopter crashes and they valve had made cinemas showing this, but they found that gamers didn't want to see all this story because mm. it just slowed down the experience. They wanted to keep go, 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 go. <laughs> They're like Jim. Yeah. Lore, lore, lore. You and your fucking lore. And valve does cinematic so well. Oh yeah. Not, I wish I could have seen it's it. It's never too much. It's just enough. Yeah. It's just, you know, and it's so well animated and so yeah. well voice acted. Well, this is such a cool concept, the idea of taking those, of providing what the, the story and the experience that happens between each of those rescue missions between scenarios one, two, three, because there's, what is there? There's the hospital, there's yeah. the toll boat, and then there's the, uh, is it the airport? I think the airport, and then the last one is the one in the farm. So I think the farm one is when they actually really get saved and they don't end up having some catastrophic event happen where they have to fight again. Oh, yeah. And that's what it's that they're doing. They're taking stuff that was previously going to be a cinematic story and they're making it into gameplay. And unlike the previous scenarios, it's only two levels, whereas the previous scenarios were five levels long. Oh, that's cool. And the reason behind this is people have talked about, especially when you play in versus mode, which means... Some people play as the human, some people play as the zombies, and then you switch unless one group, unless the human successfully gets to the next chunk, the next level. Right. It takes so long. That can take like two hours to get through. So Valve is trying to make a really focused versus experience, and that's why it's only two levels long, but it's got some of the most creative and scary, stressful situations mm-hmm. yet with power outages and horde events. And it just sounds like some real fun. And all this new story, new dialogue has been recorded with original actors. But here's the one catch that I'm sure will bring the whiners back out in force. And that is the PC version of this DLC is free, which is what we expect from Valve. These ex- ex- this free DLC, which is what all these gamers wanted. They didn't want Left 4 Dead 2. They wanted free DLC. But if you're a 360 owner of Left 4 Dead, 
Unlike the survival mode that was released in the spring, this new set of content, Crash Course, will cost you 7 bucks or 560 Microsoft points. 560 Microsoft points? <laughs> For only two levels. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to blog right away. <laughs> well... And previously, there was, there was a bit of a lead-up to this, where people are asking, well, is, is it going to be free? Is it going to be free? And Valve's response is, we're talking to Microsoft. We'll let you know. Well, surprise, mm-hmm. it's not free this time, which is a bummer, but I'm still getting it because it sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I love these, I love the DLCs that are coming out for some... Like, you know, obviously, we every episode, we talk about the Fallout 3 DLC stuff, which is yeah. perhaps some of the best value for... You know your your dollar you can get right now in gaming if you're into the single player thing. That's I mean, so they true. they you know all new. Te- it's not regurgitated texture maps and you know it's, it's all new voice acting quests. content. You know it's just all story changing, game changing. Yeah, so this sounds pretty good to me too. I mean, I have Left for Dead. I've played it once. That's sad. And I I just you know I need to I need to get together with you. We guys. need to have a game day and just play it. Totally. Yeah, totally. I'd, I'd love to play it. Because I love that game. It's it's so much fun. I, I was wanting to get back into it just after reading this. And for those of you who are still upset about Left 4 Dead, if you go over to Destructoid, I highly recommend you read the interview they have with the scenario writer for Left 4 Dead 2. It gives you a lot of reasons to be very excited about Left 4 Dead 2 and a lot of explanation about what's behind the game and why does it have new characters and why is it a full-blown sequel and there keeps they keep mentioning there's this one other gameplay mode in addition to all these new boss zombie types and the old boss zombie types are being redesigned so they look appropriate for the south these new and other style. special zombies are really creepy this new one called the spitter you just have to check out the concept art for it it is mm-hmm. seriously seriously creepy looking oh that's awesome um and Oh, my train of thought. Where did it go? Train derailed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought about Spitter, and my mind just went to a blank. (laughs) But at any rate, check out the interview. It's really cool. And otherwise, I hope to see you on Left 4 Dead 1, and we can play Crash Course. Oh, man. That sounds good. Also in the news, Sony has doubled its PS3 production, fueling price drop speculation. That's right. There's been, if you read console gaming news regularly, you know that Michael Pachter, for probably two or three years running, has been talking about price drops for all of the major consoles incessantly. Even after price drops occur, he's like, oh, there's another run around the bend. I know it's going to happen. It's going to definitely happen. It's going to be announced at E3. It's going to be announced at GDC. It doesn't happen. Finally, there's some really tangible evidence that's going to suggest that the latest prediction of a PS3 price drop, which is expected for a holiday season, could be happening because PS3 production over in China has doubled because Sony expects that they're going to be selling a lot more PS3s all of a sudden. Further adding to the rumor mill that a price drop should be expected is that Sony core CEO announced that the cost of manufacturing the PlayStation 3, which has always been exorbitant and such a major loss for Sony, has now dropped to 70% of the original cost. So they're wow. making a lot more PS3s, and it costs them only 30% of the original cost. So clearly, they could, they would definitely make money if they left it at the current prices, but they could probably drop the current prices and still 
break even or make a little bit of money with that much of a price drop in manufacturing costs. Well, and, and honestly, when you make a console, you cannot break even and still be successful. Yeah, if you have games that are worth playing. Because if you're licensing these games... Yeah. You know, and I mean, that's historically been the way it's been, right? And that's mean, how PlayStation 2 was and PlayStation 1 were so successful. It right. wasn't about the first-party efforts quite as much as it was third-party. It was really easy for the third parties to get on board and make money. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember the Xbox was... Uh, the ex- the original Xbox was also underwater as far as the... Or upside yeah. down or however you want to... Definitely. It was upside... It, it cost... It was losing money. Everyone yeah, was everyone sold. made was losing money, but the licensing is what saved them, so... Yeah. I don't know. I've been needing a Blu-ray player pretty badly, so... <laughs> well, and finally, as of this E3 in 2009, there was a lot of stuff that was shown that I'm like, wow, I really want to play those games, and dang it, they're freaking exclusive to PS3, so... Right. I, and, and I've always said, I'll only get it if the price comes down to a, fr- a friendly level, so if they do... Yeah. All right, maybe I'll get one. I have to... We'll, we'll join together and buy our PS3s. <laughs> but what won't be dropping in price, apparently, is the Wii, which is still selling at its launch price point of $250, which it has held since December of 2006. That's amazing. Whereas Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 both have gone through $100 price drops in the least. Wii keeps managing to sell. However, that streak is coming to an end because it has Nintendo reported the... A very severe, I think a 60% drop in hardware sales, as well as a drop in profit and revenue in their latest quarterly report. And so analysts say, of course, the typical response is, well, finally, are you going to drop your price so that we can go ahead and get our press releases out there that we're predicting that you're going to? And Nintendo president Satoru Iwata said, no, 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 no. We're not dropping the price. The only reason that we're not moving as much hardware this year and this quarter is because we don't have all the huge titles that we had last year. And last year, I believe they had Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Mario Kart Online. I'm sorry, Mario Kart. Soul Calibur 2 or and uh, We Fit. We fit those three titles, all Nintendo oh, first party titles, we came in the first insane. half. Of, yeah, the first half of the year and just made huge sales and were so big. And Nintendo says the reason why we're not selling games isn't because of the price. It's because, or the reason we're not selling hardware isn't because of the price. It's because we haven't had big titles. What about Bloom, Boom Blocks Two? <laughs> that should have sold. Well. I consider that to be a reason to buy one. Yeah, it was. That is a really good game. <laughs> well, in last year, the second half, their big their big titles were Wii Music and mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, which was a total retread of the previous Animal Crossing. They both sucked. They right. were and they bombed. And rightly, they should. Well, they sold three million. That was pretty good. That's but pretty. They, that's their version of a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Coming later in this year, Nintendo is very confident because they have Wii Fit Plus. They just released the sequel to Wii Sports, which is Wii Sports Resort, which comes bundled with the Motion Plus oh, yeah. device, which is really, really cool. And they also have new Super Mario Brothers Wii. They expect all three of those titles to each sell 10 million copies by the end of next March. Wow. That's a... And you think about that compared to the 3.5 million tops that those two big titles from the end of last year sold? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty big. 30 million copies of three games and Nintendo believes that's going to be enough to keep them from having dropped that price. But if Sony and Microsoft do drop their price or if, you know, when even when their motion controllers come out, that's going to be a real threat. Yeah. No to Nintendo, and Nintendo will have to react to that. They'll have to do something, but, but what, you know, there's nothing on the horizon for the next gen, right? I mean, 
Nint- they, Nintendo, it's funny you said that. I, I read another story where Nintendo said, yeah, of course we're working on the next machine, but there's no reason that we plan on releasing it anytime soon because we're still selling so well. It's amazing how long these consoles live. It's really weird because I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I know that right now it's it's about four years in the life cycle, at least as far as Xbox 360 is concerned. And this should be when we see a new console being teased D3. Yeah. And getting ready for the next one. Nothing. And there isn't, and I don't really, I'm not really and bothered by all it. All we got was like new new ways to interact with the yeah, existing consoles. One one The one from Microsoft being the most out there, you know. Yeah. I mean, the other two are like, you know, here they're here today, they're ready to go. The micro, Microsoft one is like, it might take us two years to fully realize the potential of this sucker, you know. We're not even sure we under, scientists are still <laughs> analyzing what we've created. This, yeah. this is something from Area 51 where the UFOs crashed, you know. But yeah. It's like, it's crazy. It's like, well, shit, when, when are we going to be teased with the, the next? But what's weird is I don't really want them because I'm really enjoying the games that we're playing. I'm enjoying the the Xbox 360, like the whole live thing, yeah. is is really like a Zen kind of thing for me. Which mm-hmm. I think it's what grabbed Jason too. Is just it's like, you and know, so long as games like uh, Fallout Three or games are good. Mass Effect, Bioshock. Or Bioshock, as long as those keep coming out on a yearly basis and they still look beautiful, yeah, I, I don't really feel a need to invest in anything else or and or dare we say the champions online mmo if that actually ever <laughs> shows up on the xbox yeah as long as these console life cycles are there's no excuse for an mmo to not finally make it out yeah it's it would be really because i can understand with consoles changing over and being brand yeah. new hardware every five years in mmos pc games taking three to five years to create sure. you're kind of screwed if right. the hardware cycle changes in the middle of that then but you if can't it's really longer it. yeah Champions better happen. Well, we know DC Universe will. Yeah. It's me when we get our PS3s. <laughs> There's one reason right there. Time to venture into our final new segment of our quote-unquote mini-cast. That is the Bizarre News. Yeah, and this is a kind of a sad one, and it comes from the China Global Times from China. A uh, student was beaten to death accidentally at a boot camp for internet addiction. Yeah, we've talked about these places before. And we've laughed, and it's always been really funny, like, yeah, on your feet, soldier! You know. <laughs> and it's, it's a government program, which I guess isn't surprising, because this is in China, where the government controls a lot of the things and, and policies, but... The idea that they viewed internet gaming, which is something that we just consider a hobby and for fun, as so detrimental to society that they made boot camps to knock it out of people was just, it just seemed a little bit ridiculous. But apparently people over there are taking their jobs far too seriously. A child, well, I guess, I don't know, am I old enough to call him a child, a teenager? Teenager, yeah. (laughs) He was 16 years old, named Ding Sinshen. He was beaten to death because he wasn't apparently running fast enough. Three teachers ganged up on him to yell at him. And then they beat him up. And then they realized that he wasn't doing too well. They took him to the hospital. When he got to the hospital, his pulse was weak. He wasn't breathing. 
They couldn't resuscitate him, and he died. What's awful is that the principal of the school, obviously trying to cover his ass, originally reported that there was no beating that had occurred. The kid was having some kind of seizure or, or reaction. But obviously, when you saw, when they saw the the kid's body at the hospital, he was covered in injuries. Well, and the worst part is, shortly after arriving at the camp, he was thrown into solitary confinement. Yeah, he hadn't even been there for like a few hours. Yeah, and I mean, I think the fact that his father was a successful businessman is why this has come to light a bit, you know? His dad's actually pissed off. His dad says, quote, my son was a very health was very healthy and was not a criminal. He just had an internet addiction when I left him at the camp. He was informed um, one morning that his uh, child was dead, and it was their only son. And his dad's utterly crushed. You know, you think you think you're going to take your kid in, and they're going to treat him for this thing that you view as a you know fault. And they were he, he, promised when they dropped the kid off that the kid would not be beaten. Yeah. The 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 pre, the parent the father said. The teachers promised me that they would not use any physical punishment on my son when I dropped him off. It's, it's pretty sad. Their mission statement says things like our our methods are harsh, but do not include torture or beatings. Well, apparently, three full grown men versus a teenager. Yeah, he had not very fair blood all over his face, and he had been restrained with handcuffs, so they were probably beating him up, and he couldn't even defend himself. And they were just straight and hitting him straight in the head, and he died within 10 minutes of being taken to the hospital. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's really tragic, and hopefully China can put some of the same investigative force that they put into investigating Blizzard's World of Warcraft <laughs> into their own policies here and make sure that these people aren't doing things that are harmful to these children because it's it's really awful and sad. In a related story, Channel Massive announces our own um, uh, MMO or console game, The Addiction that, Boot Camp. I, I think that was in our episode 50, wasn't it? Yeah. There's something about it. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> I can't, it was something involving children. I don't know what it was. Our counselors are trained in, in a variety of martial arts forms. And, <laughs> and soothing massage. They're hopped up on game fuel and roids. <laughs> Uh, they're very motivational. They are very motivational, and uh, we we welcome you to send in applications. <laughs> we will, of course, need if you're female a full. <laughs> that <laughs> never, reminds never me mind. Of Chinese policy that you have to like send, what was it sending a topless photo or something? Yeah, like that to prove that you're to verify that you're actually female for that game. Because <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> God help. There's a lot of fucked up, twisted things in the world, but somebody pretending to be female, but actually being a male, playing an MMO game, is beyond comprehension as far as evilness. <laughs> now, something else that might be a little bit beyond comprehension for some of you is paying $1.1 million for an Xbox 360 signed by Sarah Palin. Oh, that seems fairly normal. I, you know, my eBay auction is going well, and I could pro- perhaps win it. <laughs> You do have your shrine over here in the corner. I plan to, to plan to masturbate on it weekly. <laughs> Be good. Will you uh, put on the big moose head? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You do that? Oh, of course. <laughs> Play that some some Alaskan some kind of tribal music from Eskimo Alaska Eskimo Eskimo music and put on my crazy glasses. I'll be all set. Maybe maybe some soft candlelight, and surrounded in rose petals. You know, it'll be it'll be, it'll be an intimate. 
occasion for me, myself, and my, my Sarah Palin on a Grift Xbox. Actually, that wasn't what we were going to talk about in this. <laughs> I just went there. <laughs> well, b- part of it is really true. <laughs> it is on eBay. Yeah, what happened was there was a, a Canadian, David Morrill. He had an opportunity to meet Palin at a public picnic in Alaska and he just got to the front of the green line and he's like, Oh my gosh, Sarah Palin signed my Xbox. And it was quote, one of the greatest thrills of my life because he knew that he was going to turn around and put it on eBay. And there's only been one anonymous bid for the Xbox. Rush limbo. And he's at, and the, and the bid is the bid. The minimum bid is set by Mr. Morrill at 1.1 million us dollars. There's one honest bid for this. I'm going to bid on it. And that bidder has only one feedback rating on eBay. So the odds of this person being a legitimate purchaser is probably a little sketchy, unless it is Rush Limbaugh. I'm going to do it as Bill Clinton. Just for the irony. (laughs) Wow. That's... Some of the comments are interesting. Um, (laughs) I think this guy is on crack and a multitude of drugs. I don't even think first editions or original copies of historic documents normally hit that range unless they're extremely rare. I don't know. Like the map, the Batmobile, I could see it. But yeah. but Sarah Palin's autograph, to me, is like worth like... Now, if she'd put on lipstick and put a kiss on the 360, would that be worth one point? I guess it depends. Is she Was she signing it as as a hockey mom? Or as a bulldog. As a bulldog. <laughs> or a pit bull. Wearing lipstick. <laughs> yes. A pit bull wearing lipstick. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Got to get her uh, election 2008 if, metaphors in line. And if she truly is a pit bull wearing lipstick, is Michael Vick her pimp? <laughs> Our final story, <laughs> since we started talking about lipstick, must naturally lead into porn. And it's really sad that Jason, our original horror reviewer... Or Jim, our... Sexual deviant. Yeah, it's really sad that they're not here because they would have a reason to buy a PS3 and right move away to Japan <laughs> without without even the discount. Oh yeah, but yeah, they would have to be exported to Japan because this new HD porn service coming to PS3 is only available in Japan. But it's HD, HD, HD porn. porn. Pay per yank. You know, I like that, but <laughs> but also. You know, after seeing, like, every pore on Morpheus's face in, like, The Matrix 2 on IMAX, like, do I really want to watch porn in HD? Or is a certain level of fuzzy and blurriness actually more, more <laughs> Does it appealing? Does better? Does it make it actually better to have a little bit of your imagination there? Kind of like the dry ice fog at the strip club. Yeah. Kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the crazy fog thing... Well, I don't know. If there's a title about, called 100 Masturbators, wow, which that's, there is. That's actually... <laughs> it's, good to, it's good that they started it out with that. Like, current titles, including clever, the cleverly titled 100 Masturbators, apparently. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, there's no word of a European rollout just yet. Because <laughs> Europe and Japan have no hang-ups about sex like we do here in America. Where wow. sex is very, very bad. That's great. I love the one comment from Tom. Well, it won't be long before this is in every region, I guess. It's generally believed that the that porn helps secure both the VHS Betamax and HD Blu-ray wars. 
if Sony can make this global, they'll do, they'll do well out of it. Porn is a serious market. Actually, that's true. I mean, I've it's it is true. It's even true in the internet side of things. Oftentimes, it was the porn websites that were doing all the really clever, interesting things before anybody else. Yeah. Did. Yeah, because they had no choice. I mean, they have to to get their monies. They got to have their monies for Spooge. I don't know. It's pretty. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Is that the title of this episode? Monies for Spooge. <laughs> we'll let the editor decide. Uh, you <laughs> know, I started out the I started out the podcast on like one level, and by the end, I inevitably ended up in another level. And it started with Sarah Palin, and I don't know. I was doing so well until we got into the bizarre news. I really was. I think I'll sign up for a boot camp for my my oh, bad yes. bad thought line process. You need to get your act cleaned up by episode one hundred. I need to <laughs> return to spiritual and, and mental purity. Yes. <laughs> because we are now at the end. There's no there are no more stories to redeem us. I think the only way to do it is to watch every like um kung fu episode ever starring David Carradine. I think that's the only way I can achieve spiritual and isn't that what one of our listeners wrote in? What was it? Wink and yank? Wink and yank. It's like tank and spank, but... You know, PS3, the PS3 version. I don't think the David Carradine is the answer either. No. Case. Well, no, that wouldn't be good. Not not for me. Because no. you would remember the other For thing. some, maybe. <laughs> for a select, very select few. <laughs> that, that <laughs> for most others, there's probably something else there. Not Sarah Palin in this case, though. We would love that. to hear from you. <laughs> We're just going to stop. Or I'm going to stop. Maybe my AOC character. <laughs> the Britney. <laughs> my Britney. <laughs> Listeners, if you are in Age of Conan, you have to check us out over on... Which server is it? Oh, God, I forgot. Gosh, I, blank. Well, I missed, I missed the last... Yeah, tyr- I think Tyranny. I missed the last one, so yeah. I haven't... Blameful Gecko has led the charge in setting up a kick-butt... Guild, guild for us. Open Edge has joined the guild. We have all this World of Warcraft esque action going on in our new Age of Conan guild. Yep. And Mark has a character that I swear looks like Britney Spears, and he I swears he did not intentionally. I swear. did not intentionally do that. Like Britney Spears. And in fact, I asked him the other day, "What level is your Britney?" And he just <laughs> laughed. He's like, "It's a new character class." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's awesome! The, I should make my own Britney." It's the hidden character class in Age of Conan. So you should join us. If not to see Mark's character and confirm that it is Britney Spears incarnate, yes, to join our, our killed oh, baby, baby. In, in on the tyranny server and join wonderful, awesome people like Blameful Gecko and Open Edge, we're just killer to play with. But anyways, we also want to hear your feedback for episode 100, which we are really recording next time, Honest. next week. <laughs> Send it in to no mail at channelmassive.com. Jason will be back with us, and we can't wait to record that episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.